Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Free UC with 2600 Hertz podcast. I'm your host, Clint Mose, and I'm back in action once again to bring you an exciting new episode. My guest today is Carl Anderson, 2600 Hertz's Chief Technology Officer and the Chief Architect of Kazoo. Today we're going to be discussing some really exciting changes that are coming to Kazoo. We'll tackle not only what's new, but why 2600 Hertz is making this level of investment of energy and resources into rebuilding some of the back end plumbing. I can't wait to dive into our conversation, but before we begin, I need to introduce our esteemed guest. As the core design engineer, Carl led the design and engineering of Kazoo, which is mainly written in Erlang. He also serves as a Camellio and FreeSwitch expert and general problem solver around the company. Carl's 16 years of experience in electrical engineering and computer science include developing an entire hosted care network from the ground up, managing a large fiber backbone, and leading several successful design teams. In short, Carl is the jack of all trades for all things VoIP. Welcome, Carl. Thanks for joining me today. Howdy, Clint. Pleasure to have this opportunity. All right. We've got a ton to talk about when it comes to 5.x, so let's just jump right in. What are some of the new features users can expect in this newest version of Kazoo? Our latest version of Kazoo, the uh, the 5.0 version, uh, is primarily focused around internal optimizations, efficiencies, plumbing. Um, so not necessarily a very focused featured launch for us, but it does have some exciting elements to it. Uh, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to uh, the most that I think has the, the biggest potential is something we're calling ephemeral devices. And so what this allows you to do is use a pre-configured device as a template for transient credentials in order to connect to the system. And the primary driving need for something like this is the workflows that we're seeing these days are lots of devices uh, that are being spun up on demand, things like WebRTC endpoints and uh, other applications that are being built to meet the, the changing communication landscape. And so to create credentials for those devices in Kazoo today, you need to do a lot of operations, uh, which is kind of puts a load on Kazoo and database operations is, equates to storage capacity and things like that. For something that's temporary, you use it once and then you delete it. And if you don't delete it, you leave a, an attack service open uh, that you otherwise don't need. So with ephemeral devices, now you can have these in-memory credentials that are very short-lived, are there only for the one-time connection, and automatically clean themselves up. Uh, and so that, that really matches to that use case a lot better and opens up a lot of potential and possibility for some very cool applications um, that we're, we're seeing already start to come to market. So an, another big feature that we've been building out on the back end as well, and we've had it to some degree uh, on the previous versions, but it's really coming into its own on 5.0, is auto-discovery. And auto-discovery uh, helps remove some of the configuration that's required to spin up a kazoo cluster. And the, and the primary driving reason that we really like auto-discovery, other than easing the automation task of maintaining a cluster, is for better auto-scaling especially with these new containerized environments that we've been deploying into, uh, backed by things like Kubernetes, Docker, that kind of thing, where you really have these kind of very elastic set of resources, which Kazoo has already always targeted, but 
by removing some of the configuration burden, uh, the ability to spin these up and tear these down and just have the cluster adapt to the, the shape, the current shape of the cluster, really helps uh, ease that, that uh, operations workload and gives you some new avenues to, to uh, expand and contract the cluster quite quickly in a, in a, in a secure way. Uh, a big one uh, you might be aware of uh, in the US, uh, there's a big push for stir-shaken. Uh, stir-shaken is an approach uh, to try to mitigate the robocalls and caller ID spoofing, uh, which is leading to a lot of nuisance calls, uh, primarily to uh, the US population. Um, but this is a means for uh, a platform to authenticate and cryptography sign saying that this caller ID I know to be accurate and will reach that end user, um, and, which has other benefits as well across the, the entire industry. Uh, so 5.0 is the first version that has full stir shaken support in it. One of the really exciting ones that's a little bit more technical and foundational but has very long-reaching ramifications to uh, some interesting features we can build off of it is something we call Kazoo Media Pipes. Uh, and so this lets us take a media stream uh, within a call and send it to external processing services that may not be aware of the SIP protocol or the calling standards. Uh, those services are simply designed to consume media and perhaps provide business insight into it, such as the sentiment of the call, or one of the um, really amazing demos that we did, uh, just as a proof of concept, is we uh, tied it to uh, artificially intelligent intention services. And so these intention services can listen to what's being said and actually, def and actually understand the meaning of the request. It's, it's not just matching, looking for keywords, it's actually using artificial intelligence to understand what is being asked and then parse that back into a machine understandable um, payload. And so that lets you do things uh, like, for instance, just issue voice commands in the middle of a call or a conference uh, to start, stop recording, do transfers, things like that. Uh, but it also opens up the avenue to a lot more interactions with inbound or outbound calls, uh, where when you um, call into a system, it, you know, it, it, I'm sure a lot of the audience here has experienced where it just simply asks you, what would you like to do? And you can say anything. Those are generally powered by intention services. So the media pipes let us start to bring in some of these things that weren't necessarily in the telecom industry, but are focused around media processing analysis and providing additional services on top of that. And kind of in that same vein of increasing our ability to integrate with external services, we've also built out our OAuth support, which is a very traditional way or has become a traditional way of authenticating with external services uh, so that you can build kind of a trust between them. Uh, and a lot of systems use this. And Kazoo has had uh, some basic OAuth support, but we've been expanding that considerably. And in addition to that, we've also added support for uh, a relatively new protocol called Skim. And Skim is all about identity management. And it allows you to bi-directionally transfer identity between two services. And that would let you do things like create a kazoo user that then shows up on an external service. Um, so for example, if you created a kazoo user, um, that same user would be created on, on your Outlook or Teams or any other service that, that might support Skim. And this again, kind of goes back to 5.0 is building a strong foundation for integrations with external services. 
We also brought in some additional prompt languages uh, because we've been expanding into different areas. Uh, so we have enhanced French, Spanish, and German prompts now in the platform. By user requests, because we do like to ask our users, you know, what would they like to see in the platform? What, what are their big pain points? What can we do better? And one of the one of the big things that came back is uh, we have a feature called failover, where if your SIP device is not available, we transition to a call forward, for instance, to a, your mobile phone. So if you lose internet, you still get calls to this alternate number. And that failover was combined together previously with call forwarding which means if you ch changed your call forwarding settings or you changed your failover settings, you're really ultimately changing both. And by request, we've now broken that out so you can have a more statically configured failover and then change your forwarding on a daily basis in order to meet your needs without impacting your kind of emergency routing. Another big one too, uh, also by request, but uh, something we've been working on is something called RTCP uh, support. And, what that lets us do is basically the SIP devices on the network can report back to us statistics about uh, the audio streams or the video streams that we're sending them, which lets us build um, these overall statistics that tell you the quality of a call from a programmatic level. And that lets us build tools where you can go in and look at all the calls and we can show you which ones we believe had poor audio, poor video, um, kind of uh, an idea of why that is. And it helps resellers and, and other um, admins of the system very quickly identify where trouble might be, what servers might be struggling, what network connections might be having issues, rapidly answer one of the more difficult questions uh, that we would get in support, which is any kind of audio issue, uh, because the audio chain is, is so extensive, it could be anywhere from the carrier to the network to the servers to the client's network, client's devices. So by having these stat, uh, statistics available, uh, you can really target in and, and figure out what's going on. And then, of course, a lot of bug fixes. Uh, Kazoo 5.0 has been in development for a considerable amount of time. Um, and we have collected a number of um, bug fixes into the platform. Uh, most of those went back to the previous versions as well. Uh, but there are some that, due to their uh, bugs that were coming up due to fundamental issues uh, with some architectural things, could only remain on uh, the 5.0 uh, version. Wow, that sounds like a lot of efficiency improvements within the Kazoo ecosystem. But as you mentioned at the top, this upgrade was really, you know, the 5.x rollout is really focused on some backend plumbing changes. Could you share a few of those major updates with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so these are a little technical, meaning that um, if we've done our job right, you actually won't notice any difference from a customer's perspective. Um, but from a overall uh, scalability and reliability, uh, these are these are kind of big things for the new version of Kazoo. Um, one of the biggest ones was a change to how we command our media engine to ring devices. Um, on the previous versions, anytime we needed to ring a device, every single time we needed to ring that device, we had to deliver uh, basically a book of everything that the, the media engine might need to know about the device, everything from caller ID settings to how to reach the device to network parameters. Uh, a lot of information was delivered for every call that we were attempting to ring. We've transitioned now to um, use something called directories, and, and what that allows us to do is kind of preload that information and then reuse it. 
Um, and that eliminates the database requirements in order to build that information for every call, in addition to the overhead through the message bus, so that we don't have to constantly do a bunch of back and forth in order to then start ringing the device. Uh, so that increased our overall calls per second on our media engines quite considerably uh, because they have to do a lot less work. Uh, we simply now command them to ring the device and they're already preloaded with everything they need to know to do that. Another big improvement too is we used to, because we were preloading everything, had to kind of create the overall shape of that call prior to establishing it. Now we can issue requests into our media engine that simply say, you know, ring this user, and the media engine can then resolve what devices, start ringing those, uh, start threads that process for each of those devices. Those also are preloaded with their own configuration, and those all run in parallel. So that lets the system operate a lot more efficiently uh, with a lot more uh, parallel processing, which also helped increase our, our calls per second. It also uh, helps us with building some really um, feature-rich dial plans, and this gives us uh, incredible opportunity into things like find me, follow me rules that would be consistent across all applications and would be able to do um, some really, really advanced things, which I'm, I'm very excited about That's, that we're going to be rolling out here uh, soon. Another big one, too, is we had a... Um, an old mechanism of getting events out of the media engine that used to come into an application. The application would process them, then republish them, uh, then they'd be consumed. And it was potentially one of those places where you could publish one message and it might get replicated and then sent down into consumers more than once. And so you kind of have this amplification of messages across the message bus. In the new mechanism, we're now publishing those directly from the media engine, and the media engine's C code is actually executing configuration to, to manipulate and change the, the format, the data structure of those events. And that eliminates that overhead of having to re-deliver them. In addition, we added something we call kazoo events, which kind of unifies all the applications that require the same set of events, so we don't have to re-deliver them more than once into any particular node. And all these things work to remove the overhead of the message bus, and specifically uh, something called churn. We've been working very hard to remove churn within our AMQP message bus, specifically on the broker called RabbitMQ, uh, which gives us a lot of resiliency. And with that auto discovery, that also lets us start doing um, some smart internal uh, authentication. Um, and that helps with calls that need to go from our SBC to the media engines. Um, before uh, 5.0, both those sides had to be configured to know about each other and trust each other. Now they have a means that they can send it and validate that the, the, uh, the request is coming from an authentic source, a trusted source, which changes the routing behavior. But that, that eliminates any where you might have a pool of media engines and perhaps one of them is unaware of one of your SBCs and then you end up with like an intermittent call failure anytime that SBC randomly chooses that media server and those are very difficult to debug. So by having it have this um, alternate means of authentication, uh, it really just eliminates that entirely. It also removes one of the more difficult means to configure Kazoo and that is when you run uh, TCP connections between your SBC and your media servers. Um, and 
that was difficult to do before because a lot of our authentication was based on IP and port. And with TCP, those ports aren't static, meaning uh, it's really hard to pre-configure or, or set that environment up properly. And this is very useful when you're deploying into environments like Azure and some of these other uh, hosting providers or compute providers, uh, because a lot of times their UDP network um, doesn't like fragmented packets or really isn't as robust as if you were running as a TCP but then you would have the overhead on previous versions of this difficult configuration. Uh, so this eases a lot of that. And all this translates into uh, reduced uh, compute capacity required for the same workload, which is our scalability improvements. And it also helps with uh, anytime things are going wrong, if the system is less busy doing things, it's easier to correct for. Uh, so it also helps for the robustness of it. And then across the board, we've been doing a lot of static code analysis amongst all of the projects um, and doing optimizations for memory usage and, um, and other uh, resource consuming things such as CPU and the rest of it. Uh, and again, in order to, to make sure that you could uh, build a much smaller cluster with the same number of customers uh, if you wanted to on 5.0. With all of these updates, I mean, we're talking about fundamental things that Kazoo does, right? How devices or users are rung, what sort of rules can be applied for ringing, how events are delivered throughout the platform, what the routing behavior for those events are. And as you say, right, like this is for reducing the capacity for the workload, greater robustness of the platform. But it almost seems like we're talking about an entirely new platform almost with all of these backend changes. So that of course kind of begs the question, why? What do these changes mean for the future of Kazoo? And why is it worth essentially rebuilding Kazoo or putting all of this effort into a lot of the backend plumbing? Sure, and that's a great question. I mean, obviously there is a lot of work and we're, we're a very small team with a very large project. Um, and there needs to be a balance between pushing the project forward and adding new features and functionalities and maintaining what we have and, and keeping it stable. And so there's been a lot of focus on closing the gap uh, with what our customers need and, and are asking for and want and where the market's going. But that really doesn't leave us a lot of time to kind of reevaluate and reassess some of the early decisions and, and or later decisions that we made that that fundamentally drive the direction the platform can go in and fundamentally constrain some of the things it can't do. And so with 4.3, we reached the point where it was meeting the needs of the, the customers and the clientele had a strong enough foundation to carry the company forward that gave us enough breathing room that we could take some of the core engineers, step back, reevaluate these decisions, kind of talk through if we could do it again, how would we do it again, and, and really draw up a plan that we could then, if we go back and polish a lot of these these old older components in the platform, really bring it to the next level and build the next foundation that'll carry us forward for another 10 years. Um, so it, it really has a lot to do with kind of paying off technical deficits and um, and polishing the platform in order to build a new foundation in order to carry us forward. Um, and once we have that locked in, we'll start building all these additional features. And at some point in the future, we'll have another reevaluation and a new optimization cycle in it. That all sounds so exciting. And now for the question most of our listeners have probably been waiting for, 
When can they expect Kazoo 5.x? Do we have a tentative release date for this rollout? So that's a great question. Uh, the 5.0 launch is more than just the code completion, as we like to, to phrase it in, in the company. Um, there's a lot of other pieces that are moving along with that. Um, there's been some uh, movement with marketing and sales and operations in order to align so that the 5.0 launch really represents uh, more than just improvements to Kazoo, it's improvements to the company, it's improvements to the tools that are around it. One great example of that um, is we have built our QA department out um, we've almost tripled its size at this point uh, with a strong emphasis on a automation and we've been closing a, a deficit on having a very strong continuous integration and continuous deployment tool set which will ultimately let us have a much faster uh, turnaround with versions uh, because all of that would be automated rather than manual testing, which also means it's much more complete. It's also how we're ensuring that 5.0 maintains backwards compatibility with the previous versions. Uh, and so creating that tooling and, and setting up that, um, that QA department to go in this new direction and build this, these new automations has really taken a bit of time. Um, but it's important to do that right because like I say, and again, it, it's it's building the foundation in order for us to really hit the ground running with what we kind of just referred to as the 5.x series in the company. And, and with these tools in place, we really should be able to, to release a lot sooner. Um, other things that, that, that need to be worked on is historically we have not been great with release notes. Uh, so with the 5.0 launch, we really wanted an automated system that helps us build release notes, uh, additional packaging. Uh, we produce something called meta packages, which really represent a collection of all the components that are known to work together. Meta packages have historically had some issues with deployments. Uh, so we've worked really hard to fix that. And our cluster manager uh, tool is uh, gone through a major cycle in order to be a lot more reliable and a lot more robust to running into different environments. Because uh, historically our cluster manager tool knew the correct way to do things, but couldn't overcome some of the more complicated things that would run into when people customize clusters or managed configurations outside of cluster manager, it could easily get confused. And our new cluster manager, um, it's got a lot. It's got a lot more tooling in there to to overcome those kinds of things, and a lot more drive towards a goal rather than a means to get there, uh, and and so that really helps uh, with the deployment. Um, and then last bit, of course, is you know our app exchange that we've been working on. Uh, we really want uh, the the 5.0 to have an app exchange in place when it goes into the community, uh, because that really enables people to belong to the ecosystem and and really unifies um, you know the where the official packages the QA packages the things that are known to work with kazoo can come from it gives people an avenue a revenue stream a potential to to uh, uh, be part of uh, our application deployments and and uh, releases and so right now uh, we're looking at the end of this month at the moment for a private cloud and global infrastructure release and we are looking at a release for the community uh, shortly after that, once we've done the validation with the app exchange. Uh, and it's important to note right now as well, and uh, 
huge, huge thank you to the clients uh, there that you'll know who you are. But uh, we have a number of clients who are, are willing to um, try our software with us um, kind of early days and help us uh, evaluate where we're at with a general release. Uh, we tend to call them canary clients. <laughs> and so, uh, but they are very, very gracious and very understanding and they we work really closely with them. Uh, and so we've been running 5.0 now for almost four months, uh, both on our hosted platform, but also with these Canary clients, just trying to ensure that um, when we hit that button and we do a general release, uh, that we are putting out a quality product that is as good, if not better, than the previous versions, because uh, we are fully cognizant of the fact that we build mission-critical systems, um, and a major overhaul like this, uh, the scariest thing is that you could destabilize the system or break existing integrations. Um, and so our main focus is ensuring that it's a seamless upgrade, that you gain all these improvements without any of the risks that are associated with changing how things work uh, fundamentally. All right, well, sadly, we're running out of time, but it was a true pleasure having you on the podcast today, Carl. Thank you very much. And, and let me also just thank the amazing engineering team that we have at 2600 Hertz and all the employees. I mean, we really do have just an incredible team. It's a pleasure working with them every day. Um, and they are all ex extremely talented at what they do. Um, and I, I, I just get to be the voice. One of the great pleasures of my job is I get to be the, their voice. Um, but Truly, I'm just standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, all this work is done by just an amazing group of people, and I really deeply appreciate everything that they're doing. Awesome. Well, if you'd like to learn more about the architecture of Kazoo and how it works, head on over to our website, and I'll be sure to drop a link in the show notes to that page. Carl, again, it was great having you on the pod, and I hope you'll join me again soon. To our listeners, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you don't miss our next episode. And be sure to let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover or a guest you'd like us to talk to. Send us an email at marketing at 2600hertz.com or feel free to DM us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Thanks, everybody.